You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. For another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. It's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Inside Sports Fantasy Football, and Game Source. We truly appreciate everyone out there listening to all of our shows. And if you can, please give us a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Plus, if you can like, share, subscribe, follow, or do anything that you can to support us here at the Lakers Fast Break, it is truly appreciated especially after games like this. Well, the Lakers went into Utah today. We were looking at possibly doing the impossible and coming out on top on the road where we actually play a lot better. And unfortunately, that didn't come to pass as Utah seemed very spirited today. Of course, the NBA's best record team. And you know what? We want to go ahead and give them a shout out because, hey, they played well after that second quarter burst when they got up by 10. It was all she wrote. And again, the Utah Jazz won 114 to 89. Want to give a big shout out to Kevin Salmani. Need a few more ankle breakers by LeBron before we could say that we're actually ever in the game. But here today to talk about the game are two brave men indeed to be talking today on a day like this after the Lakers absolutely were embarrassing from the second quarter on, but here today to talk about the game is a good man indeed. You got to catch his comments today at Lakerholics.com. It is L Rob and L Rob. Thanks for being on the program once again today. You are a brave man. I don't see General Admar, Admar I don't see Admiral Akbar. You know, I heard his comments earlier today on Lakerholics on the Facebook group. I don't see Sean Grice in Canada. He's hiding somewhere in Canada. But I definitely see two brave men here, first starting with you, Al Rob. Gerald, it's my pleasure to be here. Hey, you got to take the bitter with the sweet, right? So like New Edition said, can you stand the rain? And today it is pouring in liquor land. It's you raining know, cats, dogs, alligators, yeah, anything yeah. you want. But, you know, sometimes you just got to enjoy the other team. If you're a basketball fan, you like to see a good product and Utah, I hadn't really paid them a whole lot of attention. They, they, they play very well. They move the ball around, you know, uh, Mitchell was very unselfish. And so it was fun watching them play, doing my little scouting of them, you know, so it was good. Enjoyed watching Utah. Not much, so much the Lakers though. Well, that's true, but I have been watching them since the beginning of the season. And this is something I had told our next guest about six weeks ago but he could sort of just dismiss them when they were in the middle of their first winning streak. 
I wonder how he thinks about them now, but we'll go ahead and hear right now from him. He is the mastermind behind Lakerholics.com. He is also a very brave man. You know what? He's going to be here, win or lose, and that's what you do when you're world champions. And that's what I got to remember is that we're world champions. It is Laker Tom. And Laker Tom, I understand that we're down two guys, but that depth we were talking about has not been there in the past few games. The the commitment to going ahead and making good shots has not been there. We saw a great example of rebounding, transitions, and three-point accuracy. Unfortunately, it didn't come from the Lakers. No, we, you almost feel like we ought to change the name of this uh, show to the Jazz Fast Break. Might uh, have to. They Might out, have they to. Fast Break us 21 to 6, and uh, it was a close game until the second quarter when uh, they went in and threw three straight threes at us. As I said many times, the uh, the stat that determines who wins games today is a three-point differential. We lost that three-point differential by 14 threes and 42 points today. Um, and uh, one of the things that I have to agree with uh, Leon is that uh, it was a pleasure watching the Jazz offense play. Their guys are always in the right spot. Their guys always use screens so that the defender can't get by them. Their guys always rotate on offense to fill those holes when somebody drives into the key so that they always know where an open three-point shooter is. And uh, they played beautifully. It's a benefit of the fact that they've got eight guys returning from last year. So they've got a very, you know, and, and then they got uh, Favors coming back who, who's played there eight years before he went off for a year. So they've got continuity, which is really in a season like this season is turning out to be something very positive for them. And uh, you're absolutely right, Gerald. I, uh, I disrespected the jazz early in the season and I apologize to all of the Utah fans. I think they are right now the best team out there. Um, they have the number one three point defense. They have the number one three point offense. And this is going to be a year where it's going to be tough to beat them. Um, you can say they don't have a superstar, but uh, they got two guys in Donovan Mitchell and uh, and the ex-Laker Jordan Clarkson who can get their shot anytime, anywhere on the court. And it was a pleasure to see both of them play today. Hats off to the Jazz. They demolished the Lakers. Uh, they've got a new owner, a winning record. Um, everything looks like sky high for Utah at this point in time. We'll see what happens with the Lakers. I mean, I think that the, what's happened with the Lakers is we've seen the big weakness that they really did not address correctly at the offseason, which is better shooting. And then secondly, guys who can get their own shot. And actually in today's modern game, guys who can get their own three. And we don't have many of those guys. LeBron's probably the only guy on the team who can really get his own three anytime he wants it. And uh, he's sort of following the pattern of last year where he started off the season shooting in the 40% range and ended up shooting around mid, around the middle, around the average of the league, around 36, 37%. So uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next few games. We'll see whether Dennis returning on Friday can give us some inspiration. I like the fact that uh, I actually predicted that uh, they might start Markeith Morris and uh, Taylor Horton Tucker. 
both of them got good first quarters, but really didn't have good games. And it was, you know, it's, it's a funny game because when the Lakers lose and the guy with the worst plus minus on the team happens to be LeBron James, then you really have some concern. This team desperately needs shooting. They desperately need better perimeter defense, better interior defense. They looked, they looked shell-shocked today after that second quarter. So it'll be interesting to see how they respond. Uh, it still is a long season. There's a long way to go. You wouldn't expect this team to have fallen apart at, like it has losing uh, AD and uh, Schroeder. We'll see if they can recover and, and play better with Schroeder. Otherwise, it's, it's going to be a very difficult path. Um, I've always predicted that it's going to be the it's going to be maybe the toughest, the toughest gauntlet that we've ever faced trying to get to a championship, trying to get to the NBA finals and win a championship this year, because they're going to have to go through the Portland Trailblazers, the Los Angeles Clippers, these Utah Jazz, and then they'll have to pay the New Jersey Nets, who are probably playing better than anybody else in the league right now at this point in time. Um, and that's without Kevin Durant. So tall order coming up for the Lakers. Big challenge for the general for the vice president of basketball operations, Rob Palenka, and a big challenge for the coaching staff, Frank Frank Vogel and his coaching staff, to see what they can do to get the team out of the malaise that they're in now. They're not playing good basketball on either side of the court, and uh, I thought I thought I had high hopes after the first quarter because I thought they played extremely well in the, in the first quarter and weathered five to one three point deficit. Uh, and still were within one point, but they came out and just got shocked at the start of the second quarter with those three threes. And then they came out at the halftime and got shocked right away with a, with a third, a three from the corner, and then a dunk from, uh, from uh, Gobert. Um, Gasol shot better today, but boy, his, his, he just sat there and didn't even make moves to try to get into Gobert's way. And he was out of the play. He was the guy who was supposed to rotate on all of those three or four dunks in a row that Gobert had. And he was nowhere to be seen. He barely got his foot into the paint by the time Gobert dunked the ball. So I'm still very strongly feeling that the Lakers need to make some moves. We'll see what Rob Palenka does before the trade deadline. I didn't even have enough energy to tell you it's Brooklyn and not New Jersey. Oh, geez. You're right. (laughs) I just... Usually it's very spirited, and I'll go ahead and interject. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I just don't even have enough energy right, You're right now. Right, Brooklyn. That's excuse yes. excuse and me. L Rob too. L Rob and I were just like it's the Washington uh, Bullets too. I'm sure. Yes, yes. Let's just <laughs> we'll go on all that. But yes, uh, I will say that I want to give a big shout out to Albert and also Kevin for sending out some love and some great comments. But it is the Lakers. They did lose 114.89. El Rob, I want to go ahead with the Jazz real quick. I mean, the Jazz didn't, if you look on a paper from last year to this year, there wasn't that you know many changes that were made. Laker Tom mentioned that they did get back one individual who is now their backup center, who was their backup center two years ago. But outside of that, this is essentially the same team. Mike Conley has been healthy most of the season and seems to be upset that he wasn't an all-star and obviously showed that today why he was very upset. And I know a lot of other people are talking about there that how great that they look, 
time in, time out. But I mean, this is a case example, L. Rob, that you didn't have to make a whole ton of changes in order to get a substantially better team. They just had to be healthy and start playing together. And I think that's what's working right now. Yeah, I agree. Um, but Bogdanovich was injured last year too, right? Yeah, yeah, his wrist. You're right. You're right. His yeah, wrist. So he was out he for uh, Conley was up and down, mostly down uh, most of the season. I know he came on at the end of the season and started playing better. Um, but he's playing uh, markedly better this year. So he might be the most improved player. Yeah, he was it. good last year. Um, but he's never played like this. He's Clarkson has never before. played like this. Yeah, I mean, not, the best basketball in his yeah. life. He's he's they got him in the perfect role. Just go out there and score yep. and do your thing. You got free reign, and he's he's a very good scorer. He's one of the best off the bench. So um give give Snyder a lot of credit. He's he's coaching up to those guys' strength. He's got them playing very unselfishly. I mean, they swing that ball across court and hit that to the corner shooter more than anybody I've seen do that in recent memory. I don't, like I said, I haven't watched them a ton, Gerald. You watched them. So is that something yep. they do all the time? Yep. I, mean, I watched them beat the Clippers and they were doing the same thing to them. Yeah, it's like, it's right. like teams leave that guy open when you swing it. And, and, they, and Whoever it is on that opposite side. The guy in the corner is always open. I'll just say this, L. Rob. You know, first off with Jordan Clarkson, we've never seen him hit with such efficiency. He's always been a gunner. Yeah. Always been a gunner, lack of days ago on defense, things of that nature. But now he's more committed to defense because it's within the scheme and confines of whatever they're doing in Utah. But also the fact that he's hitting with such efficiency, plus he's shooting it all the time, is really what's counting right now. He, he's almost close to 50% total on his field goals and, uh, and almost 90% on, on his free throws. So he's doing you know a, just a sensational job. And you're right, he is a six-man year. As far as their offense, we saw tonight where Caruso, you see that cross-court pass, and Caruso's on that opposite end defending the opposite end, but he has his feet in the paint, which is the first mistake, and that's why it's being exploited. That's why Utah does this to everyone as far as the cross-court pass. They wait for that defender on the opposite side to put his feet in the paint, and there's no way he can go ahead and make up that ground once you go ahead and, and – you know, send it right over his head. And we saw that at least two or three times tonight. And it was so irritating that they just don't get the message. None of these teams, like you said, Laker Tom, the Clippers didn't get the message. These teams, I've seen this Utah now uh, more than a few times now. And the way they go ahead and structure their offense even better now, they're running transition, they're offensive rebounding. They're doing all the things you need to do to get the job done. Yeah, one of the things too is... Uh... You can see the effect that when you play a team with Gobert on it and you can't hit your threes, <laughs> it it turns into a nightmare real fast because they're just going to clog the middle and they're going to let you fire away from outside. And we kept firing away from outside. I think we shot 25% finally with a few threes at the end. But that's the recipe. You know, I in my preview of the game, I said basically – you have to hit your threes. If you hit your threes, you got a chance. But if you can't hit your threes and they start hitting their threes, then then you're totally lost. And just like every basketball team, offense fires defense and defense fires offense. And if one of them is going bad, it just generally becomes contagious at the other end of the court. And the Lakers' offense basically, their defense reflected their terrible offense. You know, the fact that that we got out fast break 21 to six 
no energy. Yeah. No. And I mean, you could tell, I mean, Kuzma's body language was awful from the, from the, I watched it. I was like, when he first came in the game, he didn't have the energy. And I don't know if it's going back to Utah and not starting. Maybe he felt some kind of way about, about that. But from the, from the, you know, it's like, dude, we need you to bring it in these type of games. And you go out. But you there. know, it wasn't, it wasn't just him too. It was everybody on the squad. I mean, yeah, but he's got the talent, Tom. He, he kicked I mean, the ball out of bounds a couple of times. Caruso yeah, was horrible on defense. And he was like one for nine or one for eight offense. It's just disappointing overall. This is Raphael from NBADraftJunkies.com, and you are listening to the Lakers Fast Break. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. That is by far my favorite because it's also character driven and the stakes are high and there's much more of a mystery and intrigue to it. A game like Wolfenstein, which people are saying are one of the most socially important video games of the past 10 years. Catch our shows on radio worldwide seven days a week or at any time on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts or on over 30 more podcast outlets. It's just a terrible performance by the Lakers, but hopefully... They can play another third best record in the league. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It but keeps it's, on going down, down, bad. down, down, down. Yeah. But hopefully the Lakers can set their, their record straight on Friday when they play another floundering team in Portland. But then that's always our Achilles heel because Damian Lillard just goes off for 50 against right. us and then smiles at us while he's doing it. But mm-hmm. hopefully the Lakers can right their ship on Friday against Portland. But before we head on out, guys, I did want to mention everyone out there, we do know the Lakers schedule drop, and please go ahead and check out the article that Jamie Sweet, and I helped him a little bit amend that too as well. The Lakers schedule for the second half is now available at Lakerholics.com. I will ask Laker Tom, L. Rob, if he's here. I'm hoping he will be, and anybody else on Friday who comes in and joins us on the show, that we're going to go ahead and talk about the Lakers schedule, some interesting points in the Lakers schedule We'll go ahead and talk about that on the on the next program because I'm really too depressed right now to talk about <laughs> it. But before we head on out, guys, I do want to go ahead and mention and give uh, some kudos to somebody. Quinn Cook, who was waived earlier this week. Uh, I know that people saw him. He couldn't play defense. Every time he tried to go to the basket, they, you know, they thought he was fearless, but it all ultimately ended up with him on the floor and no basket made. But the guy could shoot. He's a career 40% three-point shooter. But, again, he just really couldn't crack the lineup ever at all for the Lakers consistently. But I do want to give him props for being that type of individual that teams can you know, look at and say, you know what, he's a really good team guy, really good player to have in the locker room. And, you know, he does go on the free agency, right, because he was waived earlier this week. I think the Lakers are currently one7 on under the hard cap right now at about 700,000 that they have to go ahead and get hit on as far as the tax is concerned. But it does leave now two spots open for the team at this point in time. So before we head on out, I want to say some nice things about Quinn Cook. Again, real good team guy. Never had an issue with him. Always seemed to be good with LeBron and whatnot. Saw them playing 2K together and all that. Thought they were, you know, thought he was a really great kid and I'm wishing him tremendous success wherever he decides to go ahead and go next. But guys, want to go ahead and see if you can go ahead, starting with you, L. Rob, on Quinn Cook before we head on out. 
I mean, what's he have three championships? Yeah, he's got three wings. He got a couple with the Warriors. So he's he's a winner and uh he's someone LeBron wanted on the team. He's got the right attitude. And you need guys like that, you know, on your team. So um I hope, you know, everything works out for him. He was a joy to watch him lift the spirits of the guys last year. And I think it was even, uh, you know, it was one, one or two games he came in, hit a couple threes to help us in the playoffs. So, you know, he was, he was a, he's a member of the championship team. So anybody that's a member of a Lakers championship will always have a place in their heart with me. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more on that. He didn't play as much of a role as I thought he would when he first signed him in the summer of 2019, uh, was it 2019, 2019. I thought he would play a larger role personally, but ultimately Laker Tom, he didn't play as much as he did when he was with the Warriors. No, I think the thing that I'll always remember from Quinn is the Kobe situation. You know, he was, he was the one Laker that was down there in, in, in front of Staples and uh, celebrating and and rejoining with the fans as as they tried to honor Kobe after the accident, um, and I and I think he got a lot of respect from his teammates. I think that Kobe's death probably hit him as hard as anybody on the team, and so you know he he always has been an excellent shooter. Um, it was kind of funny. I thought it was coming because you could he got a he got sort of like his last trial run few games ago where he got a pretty big run in the second half and just wasn't, you know, just like everybody else on the team has just not been able to hit a shot. So with those two spots open, I think that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Do we go out and get a big man? Do we go out and get another shooter? Uh, I still think that there's, I still think that one of the things that we have to do, and I think it's been displayed in the way the team has performed and, and we, that we lack, we really lack another playmaker. We need a second guard besides Dennis Schroeder who can actually run the offense and, and shoot threes and, and go out there and do stuff to keep LeBron from burning out completely. But the problems that we've seen, these were problems that have basically been exacerbated by the absence of, Anthony Davis in the absence of Dennis Schroeder, but they were there before, you know, we saw them before every time LeBron went out of the game, even when AD was on the floor without LeBron, we still saw the problems that, that we always had a great plus minus when LeBron was in the game, but whenever he left the game, we always struggled. And then, you know, it, it just, it, now it's just sort of disintegrated into, into a terrible situation and I think that one of the solutions to that situation is that we're going to make a multiple player trade where we're going to trade two or three guys for somebody, probably two or three guys out of the rotation, I think, or somebody who can actually come in and be maybe not a, a third superstar, but at least a an all-star level player. I think the Lakers need to do that because I don't see us, I mean, even if we are able to somehow get by the Portland Trailblazers and the LA Clippers and these Utah Jazz that were so impressive this evening, then we still have to face a team with three superstars, three legitimate superstars in the Nets. And, you know, the Nets are going to be wheeling and dealing before the trade deadline to improve that roster that they've got. And every player that we'll be looking at, the Nets are going to be looking at and the Bucks are going to be looking at and, and the Heat are going to be looking at. So it's uh, 
it's it's a situation where I think the pressure's on the Lakers to make a move. And I'm hoping that they'll be able to find the right combination of of players to offer somebody to make that move. We've got some talented guys. The problem is, is that we need, instead of a bunch of talented guys, we need a third guy to really complement LeBron and AD and help carry that load. And you don't think Dennis can do it, huh? Not a 30% three-point shooting. That's the problem that I see with it. Yeah, when he shot 37% last year, that's a different story. But this yeah, year, yeah, but that was the one that was an outlier year. Yeah, I'm just saying, well, let me finish my sentence because it's the clear his career is closer to 31, 30 point. I think it was 31 and a half, if I remember yeah. correctly. But yeah, it's uh it's not pretty when it gets it like that. So I, I agree with Laker Tom. As much as I like Dennis Schroeder, so much as I love his bravado, I mean, when you're shooting 31% as a career and 30 something uh in that in that range this year is is what he's shooting uh, that's not a good sign but you know that's we'll have to wait and see again they might go ahead and sign him to a contract just so they can go ahead and and have him there i know that's something that a lot of teams would like to see is that he's under contract before they you know the lakers trade him right so that's something that we'll have to look into but that extension for him is not bad because it's just a it's just like two million more a year 18 instead of 16. Mm-hmm. Um, the problem is that if you give him the extension, you won't be able to trade him until summer. Oh, that's true. Um, okay. And so, you know, there's three assets basically that are probably the core assets that are two of those three, I think, are going to be gone. Well, well maybe uh, maybe we'll have it like a, a, you know, if the Lakers trade him to whoever he gets traded to, they'll already have worked out the fact that maybe he'll be. That's a possibility yeah. too. I, I think it's more likely that he won't get his extension directly from us. Uh, there you go. I, you know, I, I think that he and KCP are the logical people to be traded. Harold also, just simply because we won't be able to to bring Harold back because he's yeah. going to demand more money than than we have. We'll have any cap space to spend. But the problem is he's a center, and we're really short on centers, short on bigs. You know. Well, um, ironic that would be if we traded away both Harold and Schroeder. You know, yeah. as we were lauding, they were so great. We had Lakers had such a great offseason, and we decided to but, trade them. Between the two of them, it's two guys who only shoot three threes I, a game. I know, I know. And, and I, yeah, you know, but he—he—he's he, a valuable player. He's a, a very good defender. Yeah. He can. I would trade KCP and Harold or I would Schroeder probably, even though even with the shooting <laughs> issues, because he can get to the rim. Yeah, but the problem is, if you get to the rim, let Elrod go ahead. Yeah, I mean, when you you go be facing the Damian and the Lillards and 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 possibly, like you say, you you're going to go up against Uncle Drew. I mean, you better have a yeah, Chris. I mean, you better have a good defensive guard. And no, I think that's what we want to trade for. (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully, you bring back somebody who can defend and shoot the three. I remember Vogel's a defensive guy. I mean, he's a defense first type of guy. So yeah. I don't know if he's going to be that quick to get rid of Dennis. Now, Harold, uh, I can see that because his defense is, you know, not very good anyway. So we'll see what happens. But guys, uh, it's been great talking to you. My kudos to both of you for facing the music. I mean, we're going to be here when the when times are bad. 
So we were here when the times are good. And I know El Rob was big uh, shouting out back when the Lakers won the world hey, championship. He's in so. Detroit, so it's very late for him. Yeah, so, so I, I give that. him major props for, you know, Laker Tom, I don't give you as major props. Now, you don't get as major props. The L Rob does. California, so it doesn't Yeah, we're, we're a Pacific time. You and I got it easy. You and I got it easy. The night's still young, but, well, especially here in Vegas. But L Rob, you get some big props. Uh, yeah, before Central we head time, on, man. <laughs> yeah. Any last thoughts before we head on out? L Rob? No, I'm looking for the game uh, Friday. See, you know, I want to see the bounce back. See, I mean, everybody can play better. I don't think it's anybody who really played to their potential. So, pride game on it's a pride game on Friday. Yeah. So, like, I mean, like, um, like Mark Jackson said in the broadcast, it's really not about the scoreboard. It's about the effort. And today they didn't bring the effort. So Friday, hey, you might lose it, but at least play with some heart. Play with some effort. Right. Yeah, so. I mean, if, if Lillard's going to get it 50, just make sure you're at least 126 to 124 shootout or something like that. Just just keep it close. Just keep it to the point where you have a chance to win. And you know, we could have easily won two games already in the past few days, and we had very much a One chance. more three-pointer in each game. Yeah, and that's all we needed. But unfortunately, that's not the case. The Lakers have lost four in a row. They did, uh, unfortunately, lose 114-89 to the Utah Jazz today. But Laker Tom, please just go ahead and let us know what you're doing at Lakerholics.com before we head on out. I'm not sure what I'm going to be focusing on in the next few days. Will it contain any bad words? Nope, I won't do that. I'm still half full, half glass full guy. So, uh, I, you know, I, every team goes through these streaks in the season and uh, even in, even in a shortened season like this one you go through these streaks and and the simple reality is that we're down probably two of our best four players and one of them's a superstar so that makes a big difference and uh, so you just you have to make an adjustment it's sort of like everything that bad that could happen to us all at once happened to us so sometimes those types of situations are are what gets you through the really hard parts of the season and build something that is sustainable that you can get you some wins down the road in the playoffs. So I'm hoping that the Lakers will come back Friday. I'm hoping Dennis will be in there. He'll have a great game, and he'll show me that it's stupid to think of trading him. Well, I'll tell you what. You know, the last time the Lakers went through a stretch like this was, oh, the bubble. And they ended up in the long run winning. So you know what? Maybe a good outcome is in store for the Lakers at some point in time. when. Everything gets back and right in the world as far as AD and Schroeder back in the lineup. Will we see Schroeder in the lineup? We certainly hope so. We'll know on Friday, and we will be back on Friday evening to give you the update on what went down between the Lakers and the Blazers. But again, the Lakers did unfortunately come out disappointed there in Salt Lake. But you know what? We'll come back strong this Friday right here at the Lakers Fast Break Podcast.